So today's topic is on influence, which is our topic for the whole week. But on Thursday's session, you will see the topic around uh, inspiring greatness, which is connected to influence. Um, and one of the things that I uh, put in, in the topic, influence the missing piece. And, and I would say this is the missing piece in so many parts of our life. And, and I'll share a story because a lot of my life, I was kind of trying to go about my life and trying to determine what kind of life do I want? Like how to make sense of the world around me. But I didn't realize how much of my thinking was affected by the world around me. Um, as a kid, but later on, even as a young adult, as I was going through this process, uh, I was beginning to realize how much of my thinking was, uh, was affected by those around me, but it was much more extensive than I thought until I started looking into the research and realized that not only was I influenced by the way that I was raised heavily, uh, by the experiences that, that I, that was going through, but the, the shocking part for me was that my mind didn't even function without others around me. And I'll go into that. And, and then the other side of the piece, once I figured out, okay, I've had these influences in my life that shaped me to be who I am. And in my belief, I think there is a part of us that's there even before those influences. There's a core of us, you can call it the soul, your identity, who you are deep down that gets shaped by the environment around us. But then when you come to a point where you understand that, okay, here are my influences, the positive, the negative, all sorts of things. How do I want to show up? And that's, I, I think that's the journey that you're all on is determining what kind of influence do you want to bring in your life. And to bring the, bring the kind of influence you want, you first have to understand what, how influence even works. How does it work on our mind, on our thoughts, on our emotions, on our behavior? And then go to the next step of how do we want to intentionally create that in our life? And, and, and I want to kind of start with how influence even functions. Where did, where did we come from? How does our mind work around this? Because it's so important to understand. And this is why the first piece of influence is actually two things. It's self-awareness and emotional intelligence. And, and, and I'll, I'll qualify what that is because a lot of people use it, but we might not have a full view of what that is. So the, the first piece of it is self-awareness. How do we make sense of our own thoughts, emotions, and behavior? How do we look at our own identity? How do we look at where we are in this point in our life and just in our existence? And based on that, how do we make up our mind to do certain things? Like in the micro, how do we decide who to be with? What kind of businesses to start? How do we act on a consistent basis? That is all encompassed by self-awareness of who you are. And then emotional intelligence, which I think emotional intelligence is the, the, the skill set of understanding how you feel operate, how your emotions operate and the kind of effect you have on other people's emotions. And if you understand human beings long enough, you will know that as human beings, we're emotional beings, we're not logical beings. We actually use logic to our advantage, which is a very powerful skill set. But in our nature, we're emotional. We feel everything. We feel the world around us. We experience the world through feelings. We also experience the world through our senses as well. 
but emotions is one of those dimensions that you cannot separate from human beings. Now, how we express that emotion or the range of emotions varies from human to human, from culture to culture, from different parts of the world. But understanding how our emotions work and how that shapes how we interact with people, and whether those are our kids, our business partners, our collaborators, our clients, can determine the quality of your interactions and essentially the quality of your life. And I, and I want to walk through that in a little bit. So I want to start with, if you can just imagine yourself coming into this world, let's say you come into this world, you have a mind and you have a heart and you have a body, you're a being, the mind is not a great picture, but let's say you come into this world. My assumption is that we all come with a core imprint. However, you want to, anybody who has kids knows that when, when kids, for example, when my first daughter was born, just on the day that she was born, she, uh, she was one way. And then when my second daughter was born a few years later, um, she was completely different without us being involved in their life. Now, you might argue and say that the, the influences of her being in the womb might have shaped her how she is. That's possible. But um, the, the, the assumption that I start with is that we have a core personality. And it's not the same personality that we call psychological personality, like everybody says that I'm, I'm this way or that way, that has an effect on it. But what I mean by that core personality is that you come a certain way into this world. So you're not a completely empty vessel. You have certain tendencies. Maybe that's related to your genetics. Maybe that's related to a different part of us. We don't fully understand that, to be honest. As human beings, we don't know what that is. So you come into this world, you have a mind, you have a heart, you have a being, and then you have other people around us, likely your parents and the rest of your community whether those are your siblings, aunts, uncles, friends, all sorts of other people that tend to have an influence on you, which means they have an effect on you, some positive, some negative. So we hope that the net effect is positive. And that's what we all, even as parents, strive for, uh, is that then we know that there's going to be, uh, I hope at this point, we all understand that there's going to be positive and ne negative effect in our environment even to our kids, even if we're aware of a lot of things. But what we hope is that the net effect is positive. And, and so part of it is people, part of it is the culture that we belong in. And here's the cool thing. This is the part that I was shocked by. When you really look at it, uh, the human mind doesn't even function without these other components. If you took away all the stuff, like if you took away the influences of your parents, the world around you. If a human being was born in isolation, you would, you would go crazy. You wouldn't even know how to function. That's by the very nature of our species. We understand the world around us. We understand our identity. We understand who we are in relation to our culture, our tradition, our family, our parents, a lot of the stuff that we come into. So we cannot even function. And one of my favorite psychologists, uh, Carl Jung, talks about it is that the, the human mind has two sides. There's the individual mind and there's the collective mind. The collective mind takes in data from other people around us, our society, our culture. The individual mind, which is 
the rare kind of mind, and I would think that you're on that journey, is the, the mind or the consciousness that has developed the ability to look at things from their perspective, but they can also look at things from a collective perspective. So who you are at this point in time is an accumulation of all those influences that I drew here, your culture, your tradition, your family, your parents, your teachers, your friends. And this is where you came to be. And this is who you are. Now you want to influence other people in your life. Why do you want to do that? Well, you have kids, you have team members, you have clients, you have collaborators. And what influenced me is the to me, in my, in my model, it means how, how do we help people go towards a positive direction? I'm talking about the positive influence. How can we work together better? better? It's not about controlling or manipulating or anything like that. It's about how can we work with each other in a way where everybody's needs are met, whether that's my life partner, that's my kids. That's my business partners, whether that's collaborators, all relationships. How can we meet everybody's needs? So everybody is empowered, they're motivated, they're connected with our life, and they, they find that they're, they're understood, they're cared for, they're heard, and they can move towards the things that matter to them in relation to the container, which could be that container could be family, that container could be business, that container could be a lot of things. So how do we do that? What are the steps towards that? Well, first things first is that you have negative and positive influences in you that shapes up your subjective experience. So that means the way you even view the world is based on a majority of how you were taught to be. Now, at some point, you just develop this awareness. Then I would think that everybody who's here has developed that awareness to be a certain way that's a little bit individualized than most other people. Now, most, I'd say 80 to 90%, and this is not a judgmental thing. This is more data type of thing. Most people think the way everybody around them thinks. That's just normal. Like if you take a group of 10 people, nine of them will think exactly like the group thinks. One person will think a little bit differently. And I don't mean this in an egotistic way. That's just how the data shows. High performers, tend to have an individualized take on their life. Leaders tend to have that take. People who are more creative tend, tend to be like that. Uh, and, and everybody has the capacity, but for some odd reason, eight or nine people in a group think like the group. One or two people will think a little bit different. Why? I don't know. Nobody knows. My hypothesis around that is that they come with a different kind of function in their group. They serve a different kind of purpose. I don't think that's random. And, and that conclusion is based on just my experience personally, but just uh, working with so many people who, who are high performers, when they develop a personal identity, it's usually because they are seeking something different. They're seeking something more. And a lot of times they talk, they will share it as this. They're like, well, I'm, I'm seeking a different kind of life. I'm seeking freedom. I'm seeking uh, a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment. I'm seeking to pass on a legacy. I'm seeking to mo know myself better. I'm seeking to know the world better. I'm seeking to know other people better. They have this, this curiosity about themselves and the world that's very intangible. It's insatiable. They want to they wanna understand the world around them. They want to understand themselves and they want to support in some way. It's very odd. And they, they're actually the odd ones out. And it's not a negative or positive per se, 
It's how you leverage it. So then what ends up happening? If, if the individual who is seeking to influence and that goes in a positive direction, they realize that they have, they do think differently. They do think in an individualized way. How, and how they use that will determine what happens. For example, there are people who are very influential, like Hitler, like Mao. They were incredibly influential, but what did they use that for? They possibly used it to influence people to go in a negative direction, to control people, to hurt people, to do all that stuff. At least that's what we hear, right? And there are other people who use that same influence in a different way. In the Western culture, there are people that are known like Jesus, had a lot of influence in a circle, he used it in a different way as a leader. Now, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Martin Luther King, when you look at other leaders that have built amazing things, for example, currently, there are other leaders that we have. You might or might not like them, but let's say Elon Musk, he's using his ability to create something amazing. Maybe it's another person that you know. So all these people that develop influence, they have an individualized thinking. And, and just the fact that you're sitting here, I would think that you do. And, and, and just recognition of that allows you to see yourself as somebody who has choices. And, and I want to stress this because this might be a very subtle point because one of the most powerful questions I was asked over and over by my mentors, by my coaches, why did you decide to be how you are? Why you? Why not other people in your life? Why do you ask the questions that you do? Why do you want to know more? And I never knew the answer to that. And at some point, as I explored my own story and I started thinking about it more and more, I realized that I actually, for some reason, intrinsically, I'm driven to be like that. I don't, I don't feel like I have that much of a choice. In That's just who I am. But, and then the choice comes in how I use that. What do I use that for? I can use the same power that I have inside of me to think differently, to influence people negatively or positively. Assuming that we want to affect people positively. So I said that it starts with self-awareness and emotional intelligence, understanding yourself better and understanding your own thoughts, emotions, and behavior. I have a feeling that you're all on that journey. And this is why the next thing from uh, in two weeks, we're going to start this uh, series around vision. You need to have a vision of what you're creating. And this is what separates you from most people who think like everybody else. Generally, you do. Your vision of what you're creating encompasses how you want to influence others. Because when you think about your vision, that vision contains who you're becoming in that process. What is the greater version of you? Who do you want to show up as? How do you want to show up with your children? How do you want to show up with your spouse? How do you want to show up as a leader in your team? How do you want to show up as a human being? How do you want to treat other people? That vision is uh, the clarity is a lot around. So what is that vision of who you're becoming and how you're interacting with other people? As soon as you have that intention, you have that vision that is connected to awareness and emotional intelligence, then that vision directs how you treat other people. Because that vision tells you the kind of leader you want to become. Do you want to be collaborative with others? Or do you want to be authoritarian? Do you want to be compassionate? Or do you want to be something else? Do you want to listen to people and understand them? Or do you, want to, do you seek to control them? That, that vision determines that. And then other people around you 
feed on that. So how does that work? So assuming you have your vision, then the next step is communication. And we're actually going to cover that in the vision theory as we go through that. First, we're coming up with our vision, but the next piece is communication, listening and sharing. You'd be shocked as to how little people understand their own life partners. Now, even for me, like the, the past weekend, I was spending some time with my wife. We had a couple of days to ourselves. And that gave us the space to kind of connect with each other, talk a little bit about our visions of what we're creating, what we're working on, what we're struggling around. And when we started going deeper into our conversation, we realized how much we didn't, some of the things that we didn't understand about each other. And part of it was since the last time we connected, we have grown a little bit. But part of it is we're learning more and more about each other, even though we've been together for 12 years. You would think that you've known a lot about a person, and we have, but we're learning more and more new things. And, and as we learn new things about each other, we connected better as human beings. We started trusting each other better. And I could feel it. It's very tangible. Our, love, our connection increased. Same thing happens with our business partners. Same thing happens with our collaborators. Same thing happens with our kids. Now, once people understand what you're about, what you want to put out in the world, now you're showing them in your behavior. And this is how human beings learn. When you look at the influence on you, the way you learn to show up in the world is how you watch other people do it. Your parents, your teachers, and other people. You copied them, you mimicked them in the beginning until you developed your own uh, personality, until you've been developed your own conscious thinking. So how are you modeling that behavior now? And this is why this becomes very, very difficult because when you share something and say, this is what I'm about and this is the kind of human being I want to be to your spouse, to your partners, and you don't show up as that, they will see it, you will steal it, see it, you will feel that, and they will see that you're not congruent. You don't have integrity. You're not living your message. And most people, most leaders, they only talk about their message. And it's actually because it's very hard to live your own principles. So when you're connecting with your child and you tell your child that honesty is a very important trait, they need to be able to see you be honest. If you tell your child that being kind to others is the most important trait, one of the most important traits, they need to be able to watch you be kind. Saying doesn't mean anything. And they will, they will understand and emulate you based on what you behave at, not what you say you will do. And without that, nothing works in it. Because when people watch that, they get inspired by that, which is the last piece of it, is empowering and motivating others. And that's your role as a leader is to empower other people around you to develop the resources, develop the skill set, develop the awareness to show up as their bet, whether that's your child, whether that's your spouse, whether that's your team member is to show up as their bet. And how are they going to do that? They need to develop skill sets. They need to have the resources to explore. It could be money. They need to have the values and principles. And they watch you show and model that and they mimic that initially until they develop their own. And a lot of times people, uh, leaders tend to motivate others based on what they want. But now as you seek to understand other people, you understand what matters to them. What are their ambitions? What do they care about? What do they care about doing? For them, the difference might be is one parent goes to the child like, you must become an entrepreneur because that's who I am. Another parent goes to the child, tries to understand what matters to them. And in the process of trying to spend time and understanding the child, they realize that 
the child is not interested in entrepreneurship. What they care about is being an artist. And maybe entrepreneurship is a part of that, but they, the parents support this child be that artist. Or another example might be a team member comes into your company and, and they really want to do good. And then one leader will just put them in a position and just track their performance over time. But another leader will really spend time and understand what do they love doing in that space? What are the skill sets that they want to build? What are their life goals? How can I help them achieve within this context? And when that leader does that, this person actually feels like the leader cares about. And they understand that they're more invested in their growth than most other people that they've worked. And whenever I've had these conversations with, uh, with amazing people, when they go deeper into their life and find out like, why are they the way they are? They find out almost always that there's a parent that influenced them. There's a mentor that influenced them. There's a friend, there's a boss, there's a manager that really influenced the way they think right now. And they forgot about it completely. But when they look back, they're like, holy shoot, this person really inspired me to be like this. Now imagine that you have the same effect on your child, on your friend, on your peers, on your colleagues, on so many other people around you. And the, the effect is not short term, it's long term. It could be the rest of your life. And when we talk about legacy, a lot of, for example, investors and business owners that I want to leave behind the resources for people so they can do whatever they want. But resources without principles, without skill sets, without a way of being is meaningless because that could just as easily corrupt people. But when you combine that with a vision, when you combine that with a way of being, when you combine that with a model of being a certain way, now you're passing on uh, key things that will help develop that human being. But you're passing on more than just money. You're passing on your values, principles, who you are. And they get to take whatever feels aligned with them, whatever they will be inspired by. Whether that's your ability to be a certain way with others, maybe that's your skill sets, your level of mastery in your craft, or maybe that's the way you do things, the way you're disciplined, or maybe uh, it's your compassion towards others. Maybe it's your ability to really build a relationship with others. Whatever it is, people take in that. And really to summarize that, if we can master this piece and it starts with our own awareness, uh, our awareness of our own thoughts, emotions, and behavior. And this is why we go through and, and cover all this. And we can have a vision of becoming a certain person. We naturally start to lead others. And that journey of growth is the, the journey of you becoming a greater version of yourself, but also supporting others around you too. And it doesn't matter what the container is, whether you're building a family, it starts with that, or building a business or an organization or a community. And that's what we need out in the world is more leaders who are who do have a vision, who are intentional, who are aware of themselves, who are aware that they could potentially pass on positive or negative influence.